The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. You're tuned in to episode number twenty-three of the Paul Leslie Hour, and I'm joined by two guests, Dub Cornett and Victoria Schaefer. Thank you all for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Paul. It's good to talk to you all. I want to talk a little bit about this show that you all are doing. It's uh, it's on Facebook Watch. It's called Bill Murray and Brian Doyle Murray's Extra Innings. Are you all having fun? Oh yeah, Absolutely. we're having a blast. <laughs> How could you? It's 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 Bill and Brian Murray and baseball. <laughs> and so, uh, how, you know, show me where that wouldn't be fun. It's America, America's pastime, and it's all about fun. <laughs> well, why do you all think that baseball is America's pastime? Why is it that it's our chosen sport? You know what? That's a good question, Paul. I don't know who decided it, but I've always heard it called that, and it seems to be maybe because it's kind of, well seems like it seems to be uniquely ours i i you know i want smarter people kind of define that one and maybe victoria can take a swing at that but i you know it just i grew up where it was always called america's pastime and it seems like it is so kind of uniquely american for sure yeah and you know we we learned a lot about the history and the baseball community as we were traveling around so we're still kind of answering that question, but we're getting closer, I think, as we go deeper and deeper into, you know, all all these fans that truly love baseball, have grown up around it, and still are extremely passionate about it. Bill and Brian, uh, specifically, it's a huge part of their bond and their upbringing. So we had a really nice time. Well, I want the listeners to find out a little bit about each of you. Uh, you all come from different parts of the country. We'll say ladies first. Where are you from, <laughs> Victoria? Well, I am from New York. I actually grew up an hour north of Manhattan, but came into the city a lot because uh, my dad, who is Paul Schaefer from the David Butterman show, uh, I basically grew up on that show. So I kind of was always around entertainment, always visiting different stages, shows, music, et cetera. So, it, yeah, that kind of was in my blood to continue uh, delving into the entertainment industry. I went to the new school and studied theater and culture and media studies and uh, then graduated right as pilot season was happening in New York City did a ton of pilots, did Good Morning America, spent a year and a half at Jimmy Kimmel Live in Los Angeles, and then had known Bill through my dad for a bit, um, worked with him on some things, and he connected me with Dub, and Dub and I just hit it off. So <laughs> I hope you would say so, Dub, at least. <laughs> I would say that exactly. When, when, when Victoria was first, I I had met her dad before throughout the years, and we passed each other. But I, when she was suggested for the show, I was like thinking, "Oh no, I got you know some showbiz kid. I'm gonna have to take care of. It's <laughs> gonna be." And you know, she 
she's pretty much run the show. She's been fantastic. You know, you you run across people that are like surprise you every day, and Victoria never ceases to amaze me with her work ethic and her ability and her creativity, and and just like her dad, her general basic sunny great nature. You never see her in a bad mood. She always brings something good to the production, and I think Bill and Brian would concur with that completely. So she's been <laughs> Thank a bright. You. A bright spot in all of this. And so Dub Cornette... Are you going to make me tell where I'm from now? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please do. Uh, well, it's not near as glamorous, but it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I grew up in a small town in the southwestern tip of Virginia in a mountain town. I'm a, I'm, I'm a true hillbilly. It's in the coal mining region and... Right, where Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, Virginia, and West Virginia all come to a point. And uh, nowhere near show business. My mother was a music teacher. Started out in the music business and um, played, made records, you know, had record labels, you know, and are producing everything, every aspect of the business that you could do. And through that, I somehow just kind of uh, ended up getting more and more interested in film and television because music's a big part of that and music-based things. And that brought me more and more work to Los Angeles and New York and and ended up, uh, you know, starting a production company and became a writer and, you know, just try to do things that are different outside the box, you know, just not the typical thing that anyone else is doing. I try to take a different approach to it. That's about us. That's uh that's about as glamorous as it gets in me of my explanation of myself. <laughs> <laughs> and Victoria, you're a, a, a lover of animals. Yes, I am. And so is Dove. That's actually one of the things we first bonded over. I think ah. during our very first call, I had dogs barking in the background. I said, oh, look. Those are my two dogs. They have this Australian Shepherd, Great Pyrenees mix. And he said, oh, I have two Australian Shepherds. So, yeah, I'm very passionate about animal adoption, specifically dog adoption. I also host a podcast that streams on iHeartRadio um, called Tales of the City on Pet Life Radio, where I interview celebrities about their pets. And we touch a lot on the uh animal adoption and the importance of hashtag adopt don't shock if you know what i mean <laughs> indeed <laughs> and dub and i'm just a dog lover a, a dog lover <laughs> a dog lover i've never known a day in my life where i didn't have a dog uh you know so i i've loved dogs my whole life i've always had dogs and pretty much one of those people i'm not I like everybody, but I don't really like somebody that doesn't like dogs. I don't know how you can <laughs> trust a person that doesn't like a dog. <laughs> Me too. And Bill and Brian both have dogs as well, and we've yeah. all bonded. I was texting with that. Brian Murray about dogs yesterday. So yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Brian Doyle Murray, I have to say his voice, I, I just there's always been something I've liked about his his very distinct voice. You know, he has that kind of, hey, kids, come over here, you know, that kind of voice. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about Brian Doyle Murray. What is he like? I'll let you start, Victoria. Well, <laughs> Brian is one of the nicest 
people I've met in show business. She's extremely genuine. You can definitely see the brotherly relationship that Bill and Brian have. Brian being the older brother who, you know, raised Bill in many ways. And as my dad told me, kind of showed Bill the improv ropes in Chicago. And hopefully we were able to capture that relationship. I think we did on camera. He's just a great, a great guy all around. We, he has been extremely helpful in post production, very attentive, getting back to me immediately has great, I mean, great voiceover ideas and sends us back some really great stuff. So I've just really enjoyed working with him. Yeah. Doug. I, he was, you know, I remember Brian from the early days of Saturday Night Live and, and Brian has a whole lot to do with the, the catharsis of this show idea was if you go back and do research, there was a, a mutual friend of mine and Brian that they started a show early on called TV TV. And it was a really groundbreaking sort of improv comedy with cameras back when cameras first became popular and portable not popular, but portable. And they had these porta pack units where they would go out and sort of do this improv comedy. And Brian Dole Murray was part of TV TV. And he uh, and his younger brother shows up at their interview. I think it was either the Republican National Convention or maybe the Super Bowl as a bit part that Brian had kind of plugged Bill into. And at a birthday party for Alan Rucker, the guy that we're talking about, who was one of the founders of TV TV, I ran into Brian and started talking to him. And just like Victoria said, one of the warmest, nicest, friendliest guys you've ever met. And we started talking about Bill and, you know, growing up, you know, the family structure. And, and, you know, he, I come from a blue collar family, you know, they're very blue collar down to earth. And so we just started talking about that and, and their love of baseball. And in my mind, I was like, you know, those guys would be cool to get out and go kind of visit these parks that Bill has some interest in or minor league baseball because it gets overlooked a lot. It's not everybody, you know, is either a Yankees fan or a Dodgers fan or a Cubs fan. And there's a lot of attention all the way around the country sort of placed on these bigger communities and these big professional teams and a lot of television around it. But every small town minor league baseball game I've ever been to was fun and the community had some sort of identity where they had kind of branded the team, whether it's the guitar shaped scoreboard for the national sounds or the hats of the Chattanooga lookouts. It has two eyes on the side of a baseball, like after named after lookout mountain near there, or they just, it, you know, these places are kind of branded their own place and they have a lot of sense of community with it. And it just feels more like you're dealing with, the heart of the country, the middle middle of the country. And I thought that was great for them, you know, to go out and travel around with Bill and Brian, kind of just being brothers and their love of the game and their love of those communities and kind of communicate with them. So that was how the show came about. That was how all of this kind of happened is through Brian, really, is uh, me running into Brian at a, at a birthday party. Yeah, and I must add that Brian would show up each game with a notebook full of ideas and you can see in episode one and two two was released today actually that um there are these skits that kind of act as our glue for the show and these sorts of transitional moments brian really 
came up with those and the comments have just been saying how much they've missed that sort of humor and, you know, that just sort of silly, goofy, but, but clean humor, just these little snippets. So that's the two, the brothers are two different. Yeah. The brothers have two different, totally prepared. Like Brian is more prepared. He's like a writer. He was, you know, he's, he's thoughtful about, I go, Bill, just saying, Bill could be funny. You know, Bill's going to be funny standing, talking to anyone at any given moment and, and kind of like, it's, it's uh, I'm sure Bill is prepared because he's so sharp, but it seems to be more kind of reactionary working off the cuff. And Brian is, you know, Brian would have an idea and would kind of form it and direct it and, and shape it into something that he had prepared and thought about. And so that was, it was a good way to work because you had two different styles and two different things that we were kind of pulling together there between the two brothers. Full disclosure, when Paul Schaefer was a guest on this show, I don't know (laughs) if I've ever smiled harder. It was just, it was such a thrill for me. I'm I'm a real admirer of his music. And the theme song to this show, it's, uh, it's composed by Paul Schaefer. I was hoping you all could tell us a little bit about how this song came to be. Well, Victoria inherited that same thing from her dad. <laughs> you can't talk. I mean, I will watch Bill. I will watch Brian. I watch anybody. Victoria walks up and I was trying to explain it. I said, Paul and Victoria both talk to you through, it's almost through laughter. They're talking to you through a smile. <laughs> and it's, it's very disarming. And they, they both, and she's a very effective producer in the fact that she usually gets what she wants. And so she did inherit that through her dad, but you're exactly right. They, Bill and Paul, I'll let her finish the story, but we just had, had always in the back of our mind thought, Bill is out doing some music right now, and we were trying to think, and, and they're all so fond of each other, Brian, Bill, and Paul are. We were always trying to find a way to make this happen, and then, you know, Victoria was kind of handling all the scheduling, and because of, I'll let her take because of David Letterman being in, in D.C. for the Mark Twain Awards, it all kind of went together. But, uh, Victoria, you can yeah. tell the full Well, Well, I'll start by saying, like, you know, I was pretty young when my dad started on, on Letterman. But eventually, when I was probably early teens, we went on a vacation and we saw Bill Murray there. And, of course, I knew who Bill was at that age. And, you know, my dad had all these stories that, would make Bill laugh. And I was like, wow, my dad's pretty cool. If he could make Bill Murray, one of the funniest men on earth laugh. So I think it was, we had this idea that, that they should write the theme song pretty early on in the show development. But then mm-hmm. where were we Doug? that we were all having barbecue? What I think we were in Kansas city. And I said, uh, why don't we, why don't we uh, FaceTime my dad? So we, FaceTimed and again he starts telling Brian and Bill all these stories and Brian and my dad go way back even further than Bill and my dad and Bill and Doug and I looked at each other and we're like we need to make this song happen because their relationship <laughs> is just they really do think that the Murray brothers think that Paul Schaefer and they I can't deny it, it is one of the funniest we think about him for music but they see him and through their eyes, he's a comedic genius. And if you watch him, we were at dinner and they had him on face FaceTime in the middle of a restaurant eating dinner. 
And we're all in stitches because he's just retelling stories about Jerry Lewis and everything that they did early on. And, and we, uh, Victoria's right. We just like, whatever it takes to get these three together or get them together working on, we had always wanted a theme song and we wanted to do that, but it was a matter of logistics that really had to, that we had to get worked out, but it was always a notion that we had to do something great. And I, I'm really proud of that song. I think Bill's yeah. proud of that song. Oh yeah. So then what happened is obviously, you know, we have a ton of people with all different schedules. Bill's so busy. My dad's getting pretty busy working on this Vegas thing that he's doing. So we were like, when are they all going to be together? And we thought, well, as Dub had mentioned, David Letterman was getting the Mark Twain award in Washington, DC. And both Bill and my dad were there to honor him. And I was attending Dub ended up going to the show. So the next morning we all met up, we got a, a studio and uh, Brian was away filming something. However, again, with FaceTime, we were able to uh, get all of his ideas. He had a ton of great lyrics and stuff. And I don't know, what do you think? Six hours or so. They From had knocked out. The yeah. We started about six hours earlier and, Maybe even less than that, five hours, because we took a little lunch break in between. But it was pretty easy, you know. Paul's genius, and Bill, Bill, Bill is a way better songwriter than you think, and way more apt at, at music. And I think now with his out, we've uh, Victoria went to see him when he's doing his classical show with uh, that that he's out touring with right now, and it was fun. And that was something that we really dug into. Me coming out of music, Victoria growing up around it, when we were on the road doing these things. It was, we would be tired because we've been working all day, but just about every night, Bill always wanted to go out and hear music every night. Yeah. <laughs> we ended up going to see music a lot anyway, so he really loves it. And we thought that the song, I think the song's great. You know, I think it's, I think it's really, I think that it captures what he wanted to say. And I think yeah. It's, it's a classic. And it's above and beyond what we expected. We thought maybe just a short little, you know, 20-second snippet was all we really needed, just a little theme song to go over our opening. And then it turns into about a three-and-a-half-minute full song that, you know, you might be hearing at the next baseball game next season. Who knows? I have to say, I love the song. It's great. (laughs) to say you haven't heard all of it quite yet even and you already love it so (laughs) just wait wait and see (laughs) yesterday elizabeth cook came by here and we were talking oh wow yeah she had a concert in uh in atlanta and she was kind enough to come up to my house and we recorded this little podcast and i know that you're very very associated dub with country music why country? I, you know, I think we, I think we get through like country music, but most people, I, you know, the type of country music is I've never really. Um, it would be more what I, I think it fully falls under what we would call Americana now, because most of the like more mainstream kind of like um, hat act country was what we used to call them, and or the brown country now or things like that. I. I never worked around that or, or had much to do around it, but things that were kind of in between, and I grew up way up in the mountains. I mean, 
I'm from Ralph Stanley Carter family. Uh, we don't even call it bluegrass. There. It's just traditional music. And so people always say an association with country music, but I, it's just more music. It's either, you know, there's all music's kind of the same to me. It's either good or, you know, it's just, it's what I like. And it's either good or it's not to me, but, and I think all music's good to somebody. Somebody's listening to it and enjoying it. So we don't have to eliminate any of it, but, um, but I'm, I'm a big fan of Elizabeth. I think she's great. Well, Victoria, what about you? What, what kind of music do you enjoy? Well, I think I get influenced a little by my dad in that I like a lot of just pure instrumental music, acoustic or, you know, not crazy about the hip-hop electronic. Although it's catchy, I tend to lean towards, you know, more rock, alternative rock, maybe some pop here and there, but yeah. So for anyone who watches this, which every Monday they can, they're gr it's great. For anyone who watches Extra Innings, what is it that you're hoping that the viewers get out of the experience? Go, Vic. Oh, I was for you to go. <laughs> I think Doug and I have both discussed that, you know, we went into it thinking it was going to be a ton of, pops of humor and laughs and we came out of it realizing that although you know it is there's a lot of funny moments there's also a ton of heart so I hope that our viewers get out get that Phil and Brian are just some really genuine guys who you know later on in the series we visit some really historical places and community places and so yeah what about you dub i you know you you pretty much said it you know you're going in dealing with bill and brownberry they're you know they're comedic you know they're known for comedy and we were we didn't really have a huge plan because there was no way to plan it we were going to have to learn what the show was kind of as we went but we we knew that we had something with them in baseball and middle of America. So I think the reason to tune in is there's a lot of cynicism, uh, you know, afoot in the world right now. And there's a lot of reasons to, you know, argue, you know, everybody identifies by what they hate in the world. You know, I've even noticed online and things, there's people that tune in on things just to hate them. And you go, why would you, if you didn't like it, just don't watch it. Or if you don't like that, don't vote for it. If you don't, it's, we spend a lot of time trying to convince everybody. There's a lot of like output effort in America right now to express how, you know, just to dump on things or to hate things or, and you know, you realize that takes, it takes a whole lot more effort to hate things than it does to like what you love because you're excited about what you love. And here's two guys that really did, we just got out in the middle of the country and we found something sweet. And I think it did have some heart and some lyricism and it's, it's not super fast. It grows on you nice and slow because you're, it's like baseball it takes a minute. You know, you've got to have some patience. You got to watch it. It's, it's very lyrical. It's like a greatly written song. It, it takes a minute to kind of get in the swing of it. And I felt like in the end that if you watch the whole thing through, then you are going to have some funny moments. You're going to have some silly 
goofy moments, which which are known for. But it's uh, I think it's really heartwarming, and it's about two brothers that love something, and that more than anything is when I described this as I was originally is you know they're they like people they like to be with the people that like baseball too and you feel that in the end and we had fun doing that too we had fun being with them and had fun doing it and even our little crew we, we kind of all became a little family it's like being on a i keep saying it's like kind of being on a weird family vacation with people that you really did like and had fun we had a lot of laughs and it was a lot of meals and uh we would quote at the end i need to go on a diet because i've been eating drinking and being murray for you know, for for three months this summer. So it was it was really cool. It was, it was good, and I hope that I hope the good time and the fun that we had and the enjoyment of them shows through when you watch it. If that comes through, then everybody should dig it. This one, it's kind of going to put you all on the spot. But um, if you all could pick the favorite destination on this trip that you all took, which what would it be? That one's easy for me. I would have to say St. Paul. We St. Paul, we just had the most fun time at their stadium. They, as you'll see in our episodes, they have such a wild time. And uh, as Bill would agree, he says it as well, that it is the most fun you'll have at a baseball game. So there's, nuns that give massages there's pigs and great food and we just had a great time there you have to watch the episode to get the real explanation of all that the pig (laughs) is the ball boy or that brings the ball in the back you know back out and the nun is an 85 year old woman that gives people massages in the stand so it is it's really it is, you know what? I think St. Paul fits a little bit of Bill's personality more than anybody because it is just, it is random, random fun and sweet and kind of wacky. But it was a great place. I don't, you know, I have a love for Charlton. Um, the the fact that we were there, it was so unique because we were there during the eclipse, and so everybody was wound up about the eclipse, and it was such a a different moment, you know, because it felt unique. There was plenty of love. The kids in Kansas City when we go and visit the Urban Youth League and just watching Bill and the kids enjoy what they were doing. I, I don't. I, I know I'm letting you down on your question. I can't say that the whole thing was a high point of just getting to do this and and working with the Murrays and Victoria and, and Anna and James and and uh, Jeff yeah. and the whole crew. <laughs> Yeah, we just, we, you know, we, we had a big time because it was a very small crew. And I, I couldn't say any one particular, but I'd have to agree. St. Paul was one of them. It was really spectacular. If you wanted to, somebody to say, hey, go to a ballpark and you'll have fun, that one you're guaranteed. But, you know, it was sweet in Martha's Vineyard. It was like almost at a high school baseball field, more or less. That The people were great. They enjoyed it. They loved the baseball. They loved Bill being there, but it was all. It all kind of felt like it was in time and in rhythm with what was going on. Well, my last question. There was a poet that I interviewed, Kodak Harrison, and he said that baseball was his favorite pastime because all shapes, sizes, and colors play it. So I'm going to leave you all with this. For anyone, whoever they might be, who's listening to this interview, totally open-ended, what would you all say 
to anyone listening. Dove, you're good with this stuff. <laughs> Dove has the best quotes. Go to a game and take your pitches. Go to a game. You know, if you don't get in the batter's box, you know, life is stepping in there and taking your pitches. You know, it's take your swing at it. There's there's no consolation for it. And I, I see Bill, it was really, you know, one of the amazing things that we came away with was, you know, and Bill and Brian were so resilient to how much they interacted with people and how much they gave back to them. And I think that's what they're both doing is they're both in there taking their, they're still taking their cuts at the ball, you know, in whatever way they can, whenever. And I think that, you know, just get in the game, go out and there's, you know, people say, well, I can't hit it or I can't, you know, just get up and take your pitches, take your swings at it. That's, that's what we did. And, and, you know, this was a very, this whole project was very unlikely that, it would ever get done. Bill doesn't do a lot of stuff like that. You know, Facebook doesn't buy things like that. Nobody, you know, I've never done anything like it. This crew, all of it was like, let's get the game and try it. And we did. And I think that's why I think it was, it was great. It was great. Get in the game, you know, just go enjoy it. Where, wherever you're at, whether it's keeping score or standing with the dogs on the sideline, watching from the outfield or, you know, just get in it, have fun with it. It was, it was a fun thing. And uh, and I hope everybody will enjoy it. In Victoria, I'm sure you can add. <laughs> I guess I would say that, and what I've learned is that the most fun comes from pairing. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm not good with like with Doug. Doug's got the quotes, but basically, what I'm trying to say is, you know all of the humor came came out of us just really caring about the people, the community, the players, the teams. And I think you can see that from the show. So. Amen. That's I hope everyone it felt that way it. the whole time. It, it sounds really corny, did. but it's true. It really is true. That's, we approached it that way. The towns, every bit of it. We, we just felt like, we were lucky to be there and the people that were there and we had, we enjoyed, we met so many great people too. We did. We did. And we still keep in touch with many. Anyone out there that's listening, they can go to facebook.com slash Bill Brian extra innings, or just look up Bill Murray and Brian Doyle Murray's extra innings. Dub Victoria. I have to say when I watched episode one, I started off, I was in a really bad mood that day. And it just completely turned things around for me. So thank you all for doing this show. It's it's really a, a treat. Oh, thank you for having us and for your kind words. Same here. I hope your day continues to be that way. Go out and take your pictures. Take your swing <laughs> with the ball. <laughs> well, thanks, folks. And I hope you enjoy episode two this week. I did. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> thanks. All right, folks. Take it easy. Thank you so much. My pleasure. All right. Bye. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed the interview with Dub Cornette and Victoria Schaefer. I found them very easy to talk to. I want to give special thanks to Hannah Bolt of Bolt Media for all of her assistance in making this show possible. And if you haven't yet, maybe you'll consider subscribing to the Paul Leslie Hour. We are everywhere. And by that, I mean we are on 
iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Acast, Player FM, CastBox, you name it. And of course, you can always go to thepaulleslie.com. If you have any comments on the show, you can call our listener line and leave a message. It's 912-376-9529. 912-376-9529. I want to thank my friend Wesley Cook for his assistance. I was feeling kind of down in the dumps. And he called me and he said, Look, all you have to worry about with your show is this. Do shows that you like doing. Do as good of a job as you can. And if you're enjoying yourself, then what does anything else matter? It was a huge revelation. It seems so simple, but it kind of goes along with what Victoria and Dub's message with their show, Extra Innings, is. Just enjoy. Well, that's all I've got. Until next time. The Paul Leslie Hour is hosted, produced, and written by Paul Leslie for Lifestyles Entertainment. For information, visit thepaulleslie.com. Thank you for being with us. Until next time.